Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Out front left three, Clark. Got it. Sky coming back in a big way from his two-game injury. The Cards return to the KFC Yum Center tonight as they host Syracuse. Pre-game coverage with Paul Rogers and Bob Valvano begins at 6.30 with live play-by-play at 8 o'clock. And then directly following the network postgame, it's the Coors Light postgame show with Ethan Moore. It's all tonight on your home for the car, 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. Something on your mind? Hit us up on the UPS Jobs text line, 3831-939. It's time for the Victory Formation Sports Show, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Bringing you all things Louisville and everything in between. We've got a Louisville a legend, the greatest player to ever play for the University of Louisville. Mr. Daryl Griffin Sr. Griff, how's it going, sir? Good, man. We got a special guest in the building today. He is Mr. Peyton Siva. Siva, how's it going, sir? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me today. We've got two very special guests with me right now. We've got Trenton Flowers and his father, Travis Flowers. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. I'm doing amazing. With the passion for sports, meets the airwaves. We've got a lot to discuss. Name me the five coaches in the ACC better than Jeff Brown. That is why you brought in KP. And so, when you only win four games, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Yes, 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 we are in once again on a lovely Saturday morning. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jeff Lightsey Jr. This is the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. We have a James Black behind the booth, uh, in the booth, and myself here running the show. And we have, oh my goodness, this is this is so much to try to get all, fit it all in within one hour, but we'll try to do it. We will try to do it because... What a week this was for Louisville. What a week this was for the basketball team. What a week this was for just everything that is taking place all throughout the city of Louisville. D'Angelo Russell was speaking on the city yesterday, and just a ton of things have happened, including a Wednesday loss by 25 points to Duke. Let me repeat that. Another weekday 25-point loss as Duke scored 84 points. And Louisville came away with a 59-84 loss down in Cameron Indoor Stadium. This makes the Louisville Cardinals 8-20 on the year. This marks the second consecutive 20-loss season. And only the third 20-loss season in the history, the 110-year history of Louisville men's basketball. Let, let me let me say that slowly for the people in the back that don't really fully contextualize what I'm saying right now. Louisville men's basketball 
has played basketball for 110 years. And in, over the course of a 110-year glorious, beautiful, captivating, spectacular, whatever adjective that you want to use, over that prolonged 120 or 110-year history, we've only had three 20 lost seasons. Three. Just three. 110 years is pretty good. Two of them have come in the Kenny Payne era. Two of them have happened over the course of the last two years. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that it is over. And if you didn't believe it was over, that statistic alone should let you know that this will come to a resounding halt. This will come to a resounding halt. It, I, I think even... I said it last week. I thought all the people were off the boat. But then we got a Rick Bosich article that proved me wrong. And so now I think I can officially say that this is over. Even Rick Bosich himself deleted the initial tweet that put out his article that said essentially he thinks two five stars can save Kenny's job. We all know that is not going to happen. It, it is. It is. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I am sad. To see that this is ending. And we have a game today, by the way. We have a game today against Syracuse. 8 o'clock tip-off over at the KFC Yum Center. I am interested to see what the scan ticket number will be during this game. Will people come out and support in better numbers because they know that it's over? Because they know that this will be the last few games. We will see this rendition of the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball team. And that this is the last few games that we will see this collection of talent and coaches. Meaning these guys on the team and the guys on the bench. Will they come out and just to support that? Or will they show and continue to show their disgruntledness by not putting butts in seats? Because this has been... I mean, quite honest, guys. I mean, let's be real. Can we be real? This has been a nightmare. This has been a nightmare. In two years, you have 58 or 48 losses and 12 wins. Just say that out loud. 48 losses and 12 wins. And then today you're playing a Syracuse team that's on the bubble, that's fighting for a tournament spot. And remember, as I've always said, I said over the last two years, Louisville was a missed tournament loss meaning you can't lose to Louisville or you will for sure guarantee that you will not make the tournament. Syracuse is 19-10. They're a bubble team. They're looking to get that 20th win. They're looking to continue to bolster their tournament resume so they're not coming here slouching. They're not coming in here looking to mess around with Louisville. No. Syracuse is a team that can put the ball in the basket. They have a couple of guys that can really get off. Last time we played Syracuse, I think a young man who doesn't even shoot threes that well hit about seven threes on us. And so these are the things that you're fighting against. These are the things that are coming into play. These are the things ah, that just make, make you say, wow. Make me want to get into the coach, coaching, salt, uh, coaching search talk. I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. And I, I've pretty much told myself I will hold off the coaching search talk until we don't have a coach. The man looking down at Nate Oates looks fun. Looking over what they're doing at Ole Miss looks fun. Seeing what's happening in Baylor looks really fun. It, it gets me. <laughs> because what we're doing here is just unacceptable. It's been unacceptable, but I think more and more people are now continuing to realize, like, hey, we don't have to accept this, man. Like, this isn't fun. This isn't how it's supposed to be. This isn't how Louisville, like, like March basketball is irrelevant. 
Today is only March 2nd, and basketball is completely irrelevant because we haven't been to the tournament, and we're not even a bubble team. I'm talking about Syracuse. They may or may not make the tournament, but at least they're a bubble team. At least they're a team that has something worth playing for. At least they could get the 20th win today in their coach's first year. No, his legit first year. It's <laughs> like like actual year one. Oh my god, this is this is so sad. This is sad, man. It makes me it makes it makes me sad. It does. I'd be lying to you if I said, "Oh, this is cool." Like this is, ah, man, this is sad to watch our program. Just, I mean, second consecutive twenty loss season. Second consecutive twenty loss season. They don't even sound right. I didn't even think Louisville could lose 20 games before last year. I thought the worst that we could do was the Chris Mack slash Pegisley year. And they won 13 games in that season. They still didn't have 20 losses. I didn't think 20 losses was possible until last year. And not only was it possible, we've been able to do it two consecutive years. That, that's just unacceptable. The thing that makes me sad... I think I said this last week too about Kenny is that because I wanted it to work so bad. It's like I wanted it to work more than he wanted it to work. I wanted this thing to work more than he wanted it to work. You go four and 28. And the first thing you'd say is that you have the best staff in America. You don't make any changes on the staff. You go out and get players out of the transfer portal, but you just get sophomores. You get a bunch of sophomores or dudes that didn't play wherever they came from. That. Danilo didn't play at Miami. Sky Clark only played six games for whatever reason at Illinois. And Trey White was still a true sophomore. And you filled the back end with a bunch of freshmen. One who never played a game for you, Trent Flowers. Another, unfortunately, now this is unfortunate, this has nothing to do with Kenny, was declared medically ineligible. And this is what you're left with. Then you have an injury to an older veteran player, J.J. Trainer. But even before all of the bad stuff, he still lost to Kentucky Wesleyan. Even before all of the bad stuff, he still had a dog fight with UMBC and got beat by 20 by UT Chattanooga at home. Like this is before all the, all the bad stuff. And there were clear indications like, oh, even in year two, this isn't going to work. And that, that, I think, hurts more than anything. Because after these things, and I heard Mark Ennis talk about this, and I've heard Strebel talk about this, after these losses, after these disappointments, after these, you know, these games that we just simply weren't competitive, like this Duke game, 84 to 59, instead of saying we should have did this, this, and that, I've got to do better, this, this, and that, man, we got to show fight. No, 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 no. T- tell me what's going on. Like, tell me, like, some of those early losses, we should have had better explanations of what the heck is happening. And how do we fix it? How do we not get to this point? See, part of it, and whether it was the fan, us as a fan base or us as media personalities, part of it is where we weren't holding them responsible enough. Maybe now I can't speak for all of you because some of you were, but we, we maybe in those media rooms we should be like, "Hey, coach, what do you mean by that? How can we actually get better? Like, what is the actual plan of getting better? We never got a plan." And when you never get a plan, you never see a result. You never have the results of said plan because you don't have a plan. (laughs) You can't see results from said plan because there was never a plan. 
And when there's never a plan in place, how can you know where you're going? If you don't have a plan in place, how can you know where you're going? All we were being told was this is going to take time and I need you to be with me. But where are we going? And I, I know I can turn this program around. Really? Really? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know what what in the last two calendar years makes you feel that way. Kenny Payne was hired in March of 2022. This is now March of 2024. That two calendar years to convince me otherwise. And now I'm supposed to feel bad when there's 14 days and counting or less than 14 days. Because this is going to end and it's going to end relatively quickly. Relatively quickly. Now, one thing that I've been seeing, like I said, I haven't got into coaching search talk, but I do want to bring this up because this is very, very interesting to me. And I'm going to read some of your text line. You want to get in here, uh, text text away at uh, 3831 939 is the text line. It says, Texter says, crazy to think we were approaching uh, a decade since the last tournament win. We're approaching a decade since the last tournament win. I mean, that's crazy. Irrelevant March basketball just doesn't feel right around here. Having irrelevant March basketball, meaning we're playing basketball in March, but it's irrelevant, doesn't matter. That doesn't even feel right. It don't even sound right to say it out loud. At the same time, I, w- I want to talk about something that I've, I've been seeing on the internet, and I was listening to Ethan Moore's post game after the Duke game, and we'll talk about Duke and the whole court storm and fiasco that led up to the Louisville game in a second. But Duke, <laughs> Ethan Moore's post game, one name. Now I said I haven't done a lot of coach talk, but I do want to bring this up. One name that seems to be picking up steam, and that had a staunch supporter since I don't know since November, at least one staunch supporter since November. Picking up a lot of steam, or December rather. Mick Cronin. Ooh. The name Mick Cronin is starting to pick up a lot of steam. Now, like I said, I haven't really dove into the coaching search talk, but Mick Cronin is a name that I, I was listening to Ethan Moore's post game, and I was I was surprised by how many people liking or thinking Mick is the pick. I mean, <laughs> like, like Mick is the pick. I was listening, and I even had to tweet out. I said, no, this was back on, let me see. This was back on 228. So I had to tweet. I said, after listening to Ethan Moore's postgame show tonight, the name Mick Cronin is picking up a lot of steam with the fan base. Is Mick, in fact, the pick? Now, if you're familiar (laughs) with the Mr. One Said Bring Brom Home guy, he has been screaming from the mountaintops. Mick is the pick. And very, uh, to some people, annoying with it. He's been called names, a dork, or whatever, by people on these here airwaves. <laughs> and has gone above and beyond to let everybody know that Mick is the pick since December. And for the first time, I feel like, for the first time, he is now getting some positive reinforcements. Guys really are tapped in. Way more. I mean, if you would have asked back in December, is Mick the pick? You would have got a 1% chance. Now I think you're up to a solid, I don't know, 20, 25? <laughs> like, is Mick the actual pick? And, and what, what kind of helped his case was Ty Spalding went on, I think, with Strebel, or maybe Ennis, I don't know, but he went on ESPN Louisville and said he talked to a contract lawyer. 
And the contract lawyer also said what Mr. Bring Brom home guy's been saying since December. That there is possibly a way for Mick Cronin to get out of his $16 million buyout. His $20 million buyout is $20 million, and I think it goes down to $16 million in mid-March. And Ty Spalding, who is well-connected, by the way, said he is also now hearing that Mick Cronin could actually get out of his deal. Could Mick Cronin actually get out of his deal? Is Mick actually the pick? And even in my tweet, I had more positive reinforcements. You had some people still saying, no, heck no, why not? Please, God, no, I hope not. Lateral move. Then you got a couple of, I think so. Then you got a couple of, I hope so. And then I seen a couple of, you know, I didn't think so at first, but now I think it's a real possibility. Just something, you know, just a little nugget to think think about. Just a little nugget to think about. Just a little nugget to keep in mind. Could Mick Cronin the current head coach of UCLA. Now, this year, UCLA men's basketball isn't doing crazy good. They're not doing crazy good. They're just 14 and 14. But the previous three years went Sweet 16 last year, Sweet 16 the year before, and Final Four the year before that. Now, we're talking about it's been a while, almost a decade since we had a tournament win. Mick Cronin's gone Sweet 16, Sweet 16, Final Four, dating back his last three tournaments. And this year, granted, they haven't played really well. But look at what's happening to UCLA. Now, one thing I can put in Mick Cronin's favor is UCLA is not a place to be right now. Chip Kelly was the head football coach of UCLA. And he bailed to be an offensive coordinator at Ohio State, which is now a conference rival. So, like UCLA, it's been reported by the Wall Street Journal and all, other, all kinds of Outlets that UCLA is having tons of financial troubles, like a ton of financial troubles for the university. We know their NIL base isn't there. And Mick, most of his recruiting class the last year and a half or two years have been mostly international players because now with the new NIL structure, it's hard to get good players. And Mick alluded to as much when he said <laughs> when they were in the when they were slumping and Mick said, you know, I bet the Reds want a lot of the players the Dodgers get. <laughs> Meaning the Dodgers have a bigger a bigger budget. They work with a bigger budget than the Cincinnati Reds. And once again, I'm not saying Mick is the pick. I'm just saying it's something to think about. When the man brings up NIL war chest, you know, not directly, but indirectly. When you hear now multiple people, Louisville people, Ty Spalding is a Louisville reporter saying, I'm hearing there's a way for him to get out of his contract. I'm hearing there's a way for him to get out his buyout. And he has ties to this place. He's from Cincinnati. I'm not saying Mick is the pick, guys, but I'm saying. And now here's something I'm not crazy about, but I know some of you guys like a lot. He has Patino ties. Now, I'm not someone that just living in the Patino past. Like, I'm not someone that just needs a little Rick or Mick Cronin because they are... They, you know, have smelt Rick Bettino's breath before. Like, I don't need all of that. Like, I don't need somebody that's just stood next to Rick Bettino to be the next head basketball coach in Louisville or to be on the Louisville staff or whatever. I don't need that. But I know some of you all really enjoy the fact 
that Mick Cronin has worked with Tino. Some of you are still following and keeping up with St. John's and driving up to Butler to watch games and do like I get all of that. I, I'm keeping up with St. John's. At the same time, I don't need a reincarnation of Rick Patino. Like I don't, I don't need that. I just need a good basketball coach. <laughs> I just need a good guy, a guy that can come in here and win basketball games. And and partially, I almost wanted to have nothing to do with Rick Bettino. That's no disrespect to Rick. We know how great Rick was. We know what great Rick did for us. At the same time, I think it's okay to give us some separation from that. Because the more we continue to put ourselves next to Rick Bettino or compare ourselves to Rick Bettino or get people from the Rick Bettino tree is the more you're going to realize this person is Rick Patino. <laughs> like, like you're, you're going to lie, and it's not it's okay for them not to be Rick. But if you have somebody from the Rick tree, you might expect Rick results. You might expect Rick demeanor and the way Rick handled everything and did certain things. And I don't, I don't need our coach to constantly look over his shoulder because somebody's telling him he's not Rick. <laughs> How about you just be the best Nate Oates that you could be or the best Scott Drew that you could be or the best Chris Beard or whoever. Let me read some of your text. Uh, text. It says, God, I hope not on, on uh, Mick Cronin. Fear the beard. Hey, okay. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at a texter. We will be uh, settling if we get Mick. I don't know, man. You can do a lot worse than Mick Cronin. I'm not saying you can't do better, but you can do a whole lot worse than Mick Cronin. Dexter, I hope not on the Mick Cronin. No, okay, you hope Mick is not the pick. Uh, let's see. Let me keep reading. It says, of course, there's a way to uh, to get Cronin. It's called a fire sale. <laughs> nah, UCLA don't plan on fire. I just told you, UCLA is dealing with a ton of financial troubles just as a university. They're not going to fire Mick Cronin. Because then they would have to pay the buyout. They're not going to fire him, even though he's having a, you know, he's not having a great season. He's 14 and 14. But they're not going to fire him because then they would have to pay the buyout. And they're them as a university is struggling a ton. Dexter, Jeff, love the show. Not a fan of Mick. I hope it's not the pick. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Like, I'm not telling you, I'm not on here to report that Mick is the pick. I'm not here to report that I want Mick Cronin. No, I'm not saying that. But at the same time, all I'm saying is I'm seeing a lot of steam being picked up. I'm seeing a lot of people actually saying, hey, man, Mick Cronin might not be a bad idea. And I just see more and more people say, Mick Cronin may not be a bad idea, and, you know, he, he might not be a bad idea. Texter, why is Mick Cronin always connected to Rick Bettino when he spent more time under Bob Huggins? It's because they coached here together. <laughs> now, that, that is a good point, Texter. He did spend more time under Bob Huggins at the same time when you coach here with Rick Pitino, we're going to associate you with Rick Pitino. <laughs> like the people here are going to associate you with Rick Pitino when you coached here with Rick Pitino. Just like they associate guys like Kevin Keats, Scotty Davenport. Well, Scotty Davenport, he was with Denny Crump. I apologize. But different people, Richard Pitino, David Padgett, they're always going to be associated with Rick Pitino no matter if they spent. I mean, Richard Pitino spent more time as a head coach than he did under his dad. His name is literally Rick Pitino. You know what I mean? So, like, he's not going to not be associated with somebody else. Uh, I'm, like I said, I am of the of the faith that you kind of need to continue to separate yourself from Rick Pitino because one thing that Rick Pitino was doing, now let's, let's, let's put this out there, too, before we go to break. One thing that Rick Pitino was doing, he's separating the hell out of himself from Louisville. 
I mean, he's, I mean, you. this is the closest team I've had since Providence. That man skipped Louisville. That man skipped UK. That man went all the way back to Billy Donovan and Providence. <laughs> I mean, he's separating the hell. Now, that's not to say he's not showing love to, you know, Luke Hancock and the guy who had the Louisville sign at the D.C. game, at the game against Georgetown. Like, he's doing all of that. But I heard even Dieter say, I was with the Patino dignitaries, and we couldn't find him. He left us. He didn't say hi. He didn't say bye to us. Well, that means he separated himself from you guys. Not necessarily you, Drew, but I'm saying from Louisville in general. I mean, so why can't we do the same? We don't. It's like we broke up, right? I mean, because we dumped Rick. Let's be honest. We dumped Rick. We dumped Tom. They moved the hell on. Only us is the ones like, damn, when they the one that got away. Because Tom living his best life in Florida, he got permanent seats for the rest of his life. They've been empty every single day since the day he left. He has not shown face in the city of Louisville, let alone a Louisville athletic event. And he gets free tickets to every single one. Literally, it's written in his contract that he gets tickets to every single game. They moved, Now, Tyree moved his tickets. That probably pissed him off. Even though he wasn't using them, they was just collecting dust. At the same time, they've moved on. Rick is at St. John's. Before that, Iona. Before that, winning championships in Greece. I think we need to continue to do the same. We need to go. <laughs> and, and do I have to do it, James? Do I have to be the guy? Yeah, I, you got to be the guy. I, I got to be the guy. Let's go. Y'all know that y'all didn't like Rick Bettino when he was gone. Y'all was like, good. <laughs> get his ass up out of here. Like, I, it's funny how when you get away from things, you start, like, forgetting. I was there, guys. I know how y'all talked about Rick saying the game had passed him. He was getting too old. He couldn't beat UK. Calipari had made him look old. Like, these were the things being used to describe Rick Pitino. And then when the scandals kept happening, he can't even manage his program. He can't, uh, he, he doesn't know what's going on inside his locker rooms, inside his dorms. He's He got somebody paying Brian Bowen. He never knows what's happening. Every time, oh, the strippers in the dorm. I don't know what's happening. Oh, Brian Bowen can pay. I have no idea what's happening. Like, y'all do know this was happening under Rick Pitino. The reason why your 2013 championship is no longer in the rafters, because of Rick Pitino. Like, people forget these things. Like, I was there. I remember being pissed at Rick because you didn't get D'Angelo Russell. Being pissed at Rick because you held Donovan Mitchell back. Being pissed at Rick because of these things. I guess when we, I mean, we've been so bad that people forget how you really felt about Rick <laughs> during his last few years. Like, I was here, guys. I remember. Couldn't beat Cal. You know, wasn't sending nobody to NBA. Like Kentucky, they're just churning out NBA guys. Number one picks, all-stars, all the $100 million dudes. And our one end up like that was Donovan Mitchell, and we never even saw that at Louisville. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, like let's, let's put the Rick Pitino back in context during that time. Now, this is not to say that we don't miss some of those things because those were first world problems. We quickly found out that those were first world problems <laughs> because we just didn't think it was possible to have back-to-back 20 lost seasons. So we found out like those were first world problems. But I remember how you was talking about Rick before Rick bounced, before we gave Rick the boot. I mean, there were people actually praising the fact that we gave Rick the boot because you felt like he had lost institutional control. And he, partly he had. I mean, when you allow two major... NCAA scandals, recruiting violations, whatever you want to call them, to happen in a three-year time period under your watch, so much so that it gets the only national championship vacated in the history of college basketball. Yeah, people were pissed. So, like, let's also put that into context. Now, we found out some of it was BS, but that is how Rick Pitino was looked at. We got to take a break. When we come back, 
We've got some football talk, and we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game and some of the other things happening around the sporting world. You're listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. This is Jeff Houston, and you're listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 DeVille. Listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Yes, 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 we are back in with the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Text line is open, 3831-939 is the text line, 3831-939 is the text line. So let me get to some of your text. It says, no, Jeff, you read that wrong. I'm saying his buyout will be on sale. Okay, yeah, I mean, that it seems to be, he's talking about Mick Cronin, by the way. Mick Cronin seems to be a hot topic, a name that continues to pick up steam when it comes to this coaching search. I haven't gotten into coaching search season quite yet, but I'm seeing Mick Cronin's name continue to float. Float and float and you know how things typically go. How things typically go is if, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and mixed name just not picking up steam for no reason. I think there is serious interest there. Texter says oats as in Nate Oats, Muss as in Eric Musselman or Bus. Uh, those aren't bad either. I mean, Eric Musselman is someone who's been an elite eight a few times. He's putting a, a bunch of guys into the NBA recently. Nate Oats the same way including Brandon Miller, last year's number two overall pick, probably have another guy or two on his team this year that will end up in the NBA as they have the number one most efficient offense in college basketball, them in UK. So, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, either one of them, I wouldn't be mad at all. Texter says, I like Mick, but I hope we are, <clears throat> I hope we hire someone else, Beard, Oats, fill in the blank. Okay, you know, and like, that's okay. And that is okay to say, hey, I, I prefer someone better than Mick Cronin. And that's not a bad it's not a bad thing to ask for. Uh, but at the same time, Mick Cronin, all I'm saying is Mick Cronin's name is picking up a lot of steam. Now, what also took place over the last week, speaking of some good basketball, let's talk about some good basketball. Over the uh, back, you know, after we got off of here, back on February 24th, Zach Randolph's McKinley Randolph committed to Coach Jeff Walls and the Louisville Cardinals. He's ranked the number 21 overall player, five-star recruit in the class of 2024, McDonald's All-American. She joins her teammate Azalea Arenas, daughter of former NBA All-Star Gilbert Arenas, that will be 
on the Louisville Cardinals next season for Coach Walls. Coach Walls has decided this year he is going to dip heavily into the high school ring. So if you if you keep up with the women's team, they comprised a lot of their team this year from transfers. Kiki Jefferson, Jada Curry, Nina Ricard, Sid Taylor. All of those are transfers. Transfer from Cal, from the smaller ranks, UMass, Florida, all types of places all across the country. And next season, Coach Walls is going heavily into the high school ranks. Tajiana Roberts, Azalea Arenas, and five-star McKinley Randolph. McKinley Randolph will all be a part of the team next season. This is just how Coach Walls has continued to reload and continue to build what he hopes to be an eventual national champion. He's done everything besides win the big game. He's been to the big game multiple times, been to multiple Final Fours, five straight Elite Eights a ton of sweet 16s. Like, he is that dude. Can McKinley Randolph, can Isaiah Arenas, can some of these young ladies help deliver a national championship to Louisville? That is what we all want to wait and see. I think the missing piece to that is one young lady that currently attends Sacred Heart. She goes by the name of Zakiah Johnson. I think she's the missing piece. You get this 24 class, you get Zakiah's 25 class, and the, uh, those are the two classes that are going to come together and deliver Louisville National Championship. That's just my opinion. I don't know. That is just my opinion. That's how I think it'll all play out. <clears throat> so it'll it'll be very interesting to see how that all goes out. Also, over the last week, I was you know just just browsing you know different mock mock draft boards, and I saw one Trenton Flowers going. Number 29 in this mock draft, this this is fake for the 2024 mock NBA draft, at Trenton, one Trenton Flowers going in the first round. Now, 3831-939 is the text line. 3831-939 is the text line. How do you all feel about Trenton Flowers now? Now, knowing, <clears throat> knowing what you know now, how do you feel about Trenton Flowers' decision to leave Louisville before the season started? Do you feel like he still, do you, do you guys think he still is a snake? Some of you guys thought he was a snake. He bailed on the team. He quit on the team, whatever. Other you thought, like, man, he's, he's a, this is a telltale sign. Something's not going on. Something's not going right. How do you guys feel now about Trenton's decision? Because it looked like Trenton made the right, <laughs> like, it looks like he made the right decision. Because think about this. Say Trenton stays at Louisville. And let's give them two more wins. Let's say they're 10 and 18 and not 8 and 20. Do you think he's mocked to be a first round pick? Do you think he would be in a mock draft, no matter what his stats were, to be a first round pick if his if he's on a team that is 10 and 18? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think he did the best thing for his draft stock, and it'll end up paying off. Now, granted, some of you will say, oh, we only averaged five points per game and he only did this. So what? So what? Because over in those leagues, you don't have to average 30 points per game. Brandon Jennings averaged like three points per game and went number six overall in the NBL. Other players, LaMelo Ball didn't average a ton of points per game or a ton of assists per game. And he went number three overall. I think Trenton... Hit a smart move, a smart calculated move. 3831939 is the text line. Let me know. Texter says, I don't care about flowers either. Kenny would have lost, uh, would have lost way too many games. Yeah, I agree. I don't care about, I mean, like, like flowers 
ended up making the right move. And I remember saying at the time, Texter says, yes. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying yes to. Are you saying yes, he made the right move? Because think about this. When I came on the air after Trenton decided to leave, and I said there's one of two things. And it's always one of two things. Either he was, because he was going to practices, and he was getting coached, and he was doing these things with the team. And either he was doing these things and saying, well, we're going to be terrible. And this, this coaching staff has no clue what they're doing because these are reports that have been has come out of that camp that have come out that there are times that the staff looks like they don't know what they're doing. So it was either that or he was afraid of competition. It was one of the two things. Well, it doesn't look like he was so much afraid of competition. It's hard to say you're afraid of competition when you're leaving co- collegiate players to go play against grown men, go play against professionals. And it's clear that this coaching staff didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> like, like that's evident that they didn't know what they were doing. And it's very, very obvious by the 8-20 and 20 record that we currently have. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, it looks as if Trenton officially made the right decision. I think we can all agree upon, not even just based on this mock draft alone, but just based on this season, I think we can all agree upon it. It looks as if Trenton made the right move. It looks as if Trenton made the right move. And now, if you just want to play armchair detective, you know, you just want to play armchair detective, you can also say it looks as if Nolan was trying to get out too. Because we've talked about Nolan Smith here on this program because I had the opportunity to interview Nolan Smith after the whole him interviewing for the G League job, head coaching job. It's as if he understood that this was a sinking ship. Nolan Smith, Trent Flowers, possibly, possibly, I'm not putting words in their mouth, but possibly knew that they were on the Titanic and they decided to hop on that raft boat. They understood like, oh, this is the Titanic. Because here's the thing about what this tenure is going to do for certain people, specifically guys on the staff. I don't know if any of these guys will ever get another basketball coaching job ever. Now, Kenny will. Kenny will get a job as a third or fourth assistant in the NBA. He'll he'll go back to the Knicks. He'll end up in Chicago. He'll end up somewhere in the NBA because he's, he's plugged in like that. But the rest of these guys that potentially wanted to be coaches, whether it was head coaches, lead assistant coaches, or whatever, it's not good. It's just not good at all. Jameson, yeah, you might want to uh, go make see if your house is still for sale out there in Beaverton, Oregon. Because uh, 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 cause coaching? Nah, gang. They ain't going to need too many more clipboard holders nowhere else besides here. Danny Manning? Yeah, you, Danny and Miracles, well, it's going to be a miracle if you ever get another coaching job. And Nolan is the one who suffers the most because he's the youngest. He's the youngest and had the most to gain by this tenure. He's the youngest and had the most to do, had the most to come up from by this tenure. And once again, it looks as if this ship is sinking. This was the Titanic. He was stuck on it. That's unfortunate. It's 220 lost seasons. Just don't go away. Because you know you're going to be asked about it. What happened at Louisville? What happened with you guys? You guys had talent. You guys had former coach, former players. 
You guys had got a bunch of first-round NBA draft picks, Milt Wagner and Danny and Kenny and Nolan and Reese Gaines. What happened? All those things are going to be asked. Let me read some of your text. Texter, he would have been a first. Uh, he would have been in the first round if he stayed at U of L. I don't know if that's for sure. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I mean, you win ten games. Let's say Trent Flowers gives them two more wins. Say if he's capable of two. I mean, that's that's a lot on a team that's only won eight games and twelve games in two years. So let's say let's give them hell. Let's give them three more wins. Let's say they're eleven and seventeen. Going first round, been eleven and seventeen at this point of the season. I don't know if that's possible. Texter, uh, no way he'll go in the top thirty. You don't think so? I don't know, man. Six nine wing, they can dribble a little bit. It's just not a point guard. He finished the season, I think, at that <clears throat> shooting forty percent from three. Athletic, he's an above the rim player at six foot nine. You play above the rim. That's NBA elite. That's NBA athleticism. And then if you can shoot. You ain't got to dribble crazy. I mean, Jalen Brown got $300 million. He only have a left hand. But he's six foot seven. He can shoot. He's athletic. He's an above-the-rim player. All of those qualities fit Trenton. I don't know, man. It's just something to think about. James, I think you said we're going to take one more break. After the break, we'll come back and wrap this thing up. You're listening to the Victor Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. This is Jeff Lightsey Jr., and you're listening to the Victor Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 of you. Listening to the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Jeff Lightsey Jr. Yes, 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 we are back. We are back with the Victory Formation Sports Show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's been such a crazy week. For college football, as we all know, college football 25 is coming back. <clears throat> and there have been some interesting articles, different things written about you know, the what is projected to be the top 25 going into the 2024 season. And Heather Dinage of ESPN wrote an interesting article about how every top 25 team can make it to the college football playoff. As we know, this year will be the first year of the expanded college football playoff. 12 teams will make it. And before we even play a 12-team playoff, you can see that they're already trying to push it to 14 teams. And that looks like it's going to happen. But nonetheless, before we get to that, we got to talk about what Ms. Heather Dinich wrote about Louisville and their path to make it to the 12-team playoff. It says, how to impress the committee. 
number, and they have Louisville preseason ranked number 21, by the way. Go 3-0 and on the road against Notre Dame, Clemson, and Kentucky. That's tough. And hope that they're all still ranked on Selection Day. Beating Notre Dame hasn't uh, wasn't enough last year to compensate for the losses to Pitt and Kentucky, and it won't be again. Louisville will be a lock for the college football playoff if it wins the ACC, regardless how it fares against Notre Dame and rival Kentucky. But the Cardinals could make a case for an at-large bid because of their schedule strength. The committee has an appreciation for road wins, especially against those opponents in a rival like Kentucky. Miami is also a way too early top 25 team. And if those teams are ranked on selection day and Louisville loses a close game in the AC championship, especially if it's to Clemson, uh, <clears throat> to a Clemson team is uh, undefeated during the regular season, the Cardinals have a, cha- a case for the playoff berth. Now, here's my thing, because I, I heard Strebel talk about this and I heard him and Anna say, oh, Louisville fans are putting too much pressure on Jeff Brom. Louisville fans, they're, they're going to have unruly expectations for Jeff Brom. And I'm like, no, that's not true at all. Let me finish reading this article and then we'll get to our expectations for Coach Brom. It says how the path will be different for the 12 team field. The ACC champ is in, period. Because of the ACC's unique uh, <clears throat> excuse me, agreement with Notre Dame and Louisville's longstanding rivalry with Kentucky, there are built-in non-conference opportunities to impress the committee in most years. With Cal, Stanford, and SMU joining the league, though, there are going to be difficult cross-country road trips starting November 16th at Stanford. Now, here's the thing. All of that is very true. Here's, here's, here's simple how Louisville can get into the college football playoff, the 12-team playoff even without winning the ACC championship. You beat Kentucky, like she said, you beat Kentucky, you beat Clemson, you beat Notre Dame on the road. You're going to get in. And you handle your business against the teams you're supposed to play. You're going to get in. It's just that simple. You win the ACC championship game. Guess what? Bada boom, you're in. And the thing is, the, the expectations aren't going to be too ruly for Jeff Brown because 10 wins won't be disappointing. What would be disappointing is the way you go about the 10 win. See, here's the thing. Here's why people are so excited about this football season. One, because you won 10 wins, like <clears throat> some people, myself, predicted you would in year one. But the, the purpose of year two is to be better than year one. The purpose of year two is to continue to build upon what happened in year one. The purpose of year two is to continue to grow, grow more than you did in year one. And the greatest growth that can take place with this Louisville football program is at the quarterback position. And the only way you don't win more than 10 games or 10 or plus games is if your quarterback position stinks. Point blank, period. It's going to be pretty hard to convince me that the defense won't be better this year. It's going to be pretty hard to convince me that the wide receiving core isn't better this year. It's going to be hard to convince me that the tight end group isn't better this year. It's going to be hard to convince me that the offensive line isn't going to be just as good, if not better this year. The only question mark on this football team, at least on paper before spring ball, is the quarterback position. And Jeff Brom and Brian Brom are quarterbacks. And Jeff Brom and Brian Brom have put quarterbacks in the NFL. And Jeff Brom and Brian Brom have gotten quarterbacks drafted. And Jeff Brom and Brian Brom understand what it takes to play high-level quarterback, both when they played in the 80s and 90s, in the early 2000s, and how it's been played in 2024. And so, therefore, if they don't get the quarterback position right, they won't win 10 or more games. Let me repeat. If they don't get the quarterback position right, 
because the schedule is a little more difficult and because you have to go on the road for some of these games. Road games are won by defense and quarterbacks. Can your defense maintain its intensity on the road? Can your quarterback make timely, on-time, on-target throws and pressurize situations on the road? Road games are won by defenses and quarterbacks. Think about the ways road teams, we didn't lose too many home games, but how did Kentucky beat us? Their defense stepped up in the second half. Their quarterback and running game made timely plays. That's how they beat us at home. That's how we went on the road and beat teams. Our quarterback would make timely plays. Our defenses would step up on the road. We went on the road and beat NC State because our defense held them to 10 points. Road games are won by defenses and quarterbacks. And if Jeff Brom, Brian Brom, can't pull the most out of Pierce Clarkson, can't pull the most out of Brady Allen, can't pull the most out of Harrison Bailey, or went and decided and picked wrong when they went out and decided and picked on Tyler Shuck, that's on them. And that is subjugated to get criticized. That leaves yourself open to criticism. So, no, the pressure isn't too much. It's not that we'll be disappointed. We were just disappointed the way last year ended. See, through 11 games, we had 10 wins. We were 10-1 and and lost a game to Pittsburgh that, quite frankly, we shouldn't have lost. But then three games later, we still only had 10 wins. That's where the disappointment was. It wasn't in just we were disappointed. No, we were disappointed on the way the season ended. But the totality of the season, that's the most fun we've had in sports in the last decade. 2023 football season was some of the most fun we've had since in any sport on L's campus since like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and all he's done since he's left is won two league MVPs. So yeah, it's been a while, half a decade or so since we've had that much fun in any sport on L's campus. And so that's why we're, we're anticipating great things because we know we have a great coach. And if we think our coach, and if our coach is as good as advertised, if our coach is as good as he's already shown, not just as advertised, as he's already shown, that quarterback position's got to be fixed. There's no disrespect to Jack Plummer. He was serviceable. He did what he was supposed to do for the most part. But that's not the guy we expect to see for a Jeff Brom-led offense. And when you go out and you get another seventh-year guy who's coming off an injury, you told us straight up, it's still not 100% healthy just yet. It's cause for concern a little bit. Unless you know one of the young bulls, the Pierce Clarksons, the Brady Allens, or even the Harrison Bailey, some of you guys want to keep saying. Unless they're one of those guys. And if they're not those guys, that's also an issue. That's also a problem. Yeah, no, we're not, we, don't have high, we have high expectations, but it's all because we understand that that coach also has high expectations for himself and for the team. You hear the sounds of Larry June? That's mean it's time for me to get out of here. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in to the Victor Formation right here on 93.9 The Ville. For James Black, myself, and you all, we will see you guys next time. Peace.